This is Brian Peckford. This is Danielle Smith. This is Glenn Healy. Hey, everybody. This is Paul Brandt. This is Dr. Peter McCullough. Hi, everyone. This is Jamie Soleil, and welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Happy Friday. Hope everybody's uh, week is moving along. Um, well, we got the rage on the show today, so I'll, before we get there, let's get to today's episode sponsors, Upstream Data. Uh, you may recall episode 163, Stephen Barber, the owner of Upstream Data, uh, hopping on the podcast to talk about uh, uh, one of their creative solutions for vented and flared natural gas at Upstream Oil and Gas Facilities, that's book Bitcoin miners, uh, using the, the wasted gas to turn it into energy to mine Bitcoin. And uh, they're based here in Lloydminster. They got a... They got a just a, a giant facility now and are doing some really cool stuff. So whether you're wanting to put one, you know, in your garage, your barn out on an oil field site, commercial site, they got a whole bunch of different uh, uh, systems now that can that can get working for you. And uh, you just got to go upstreamdata.ca to learn more and find out exactly uh, what they're all about. Uh, Rectech Power Trot products for over 20 years, they've been an industry leader in it. Uh, with uh, They offer a uh, uh, oh man, they here we go, eh? It is Friday. <laughs> they offer a full lineup, including Canam, Skidoo, Seedoo, Spider, Mercury, Avenue, Mahindra Roxer. Uh, as uh, summer is winding down, and I don't like to talk about it, we still got a couple of good weeks, and September is always beautiful. Um, they got a full parts department that can hook you up with any upgrades or odds and ends, because uh, we know uh, while you're riding whatever you're riding, um, you're probably more like me than you care to admit, and that is. A little rough on machinery, and you're going to need a little maintenance. So uh, stop in. They're open Monday through Saturday. And for further details, visit them at rectechpowerproducts.com. HSI Group, they're the local oil field burners and combustion experts that can help make sure you have a compliance system working for you. The team also offers security, surveillance, and automation products of residential, uh, for residential, commercial, livestock, and agricultural applications. Uh, they use technology to give you peace of mind so you can focus on the things that truly matter. Stop in today at 3902 Second Street, or get Brody or Chemical 306-825-6310. And uh, Gartner Management, if you're uh, looking for uh, an office space here in uh, the Border City, um, you need something small like I, I got, or uh, you need multiple uh, you know, multiple spaces, multiple employees, give way to call 780-808-5025. You can get you hooked up. Now, let's get on to that tail of the tape brought to you by Hancock Petroleum. For the past 80 years, they've been an industry leader in bulk fuels, lubricants, methanol, and chemicals delivering to your farm, commercial, or oil field location. For more information, visit them at HancockPetroleum.ca. He spent 14 years in the Canadian military, hosts the Raging Dissident Show. I'm talking about Jeremy McKenzie. So buckle up. Here we go. This is Jeremy McKenzie, the Raging Dissident, RagingDissident.com, and you are listening to the Sean Newman Podcast. Uh, welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jeremy McKenzie, a.k.a. the Raging Dissident, and I just keep shortening it, so you're just the rage to me, but uh, thanks, sir, for uh, giving me some of your time. Jeremy works fine. Thanks. <laughs> Jeremy works too. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, you wouldn't know it from listening to the media or anybody else, but I am actually a human being with a name and a family and so on. I'm not actually a, a boogeyman from a Marvel comic book. This is true. I, uh, <laughs> how have things been, big fella? The last time I talked to you, 
uh, was January 26, 210 days ago, if you can believe that. I mean, we've exchanged texts here and there, but um, it, it, was it was last be- time last time you were on right, the show. It was right, right before, before the convoy. Yeah. I was yeah, literally yeah. getting off this, hopping in a vehicle and driving cross country. Yeah. So I a was lot driving, is- driving somewhere, I think, as well. What, what day was it? Do you remember what month? Well, that would have been January sometime. Well, January, yeah. well, I tell you what, we have the power. I tell you what. It yeah, was, it's not important. I get it. It was, yeah, it would have been January. I'm pretty sure it was a Monday. And um, and then I released it on the, oh no, sorry. It was a Tuesday and I released it on the Wednesday, January 26th. So January 25th is when we actually talked. Yeah. Okay. So it's a long yeah, time ago. It's uh, yeah, a lot of crazy nonsense has <laughs> taken place since then. How are you doing, big cat? Like, uh, um. Yeah. I, I put it to you this way. I don't, I'd love to sit here and say, I know you extremely well. I don't, <laughs> yeah. but in saying that our paths have crossed, uh, certainly a lot of my audience falls along very closely with what you do. Well, and, I um, it. I've been kept, uh, up to speed on a lot of what's went on. Um, but Ottawa happened, Ottawa unraveled, didn't unravel, whatever happened there. And then everybody, you know, has kind of come back from there and I've kind of been, doing my thing. And then I just, everywhere I go, all I see is Viva Frey, uh, Jeremy McKenzie and Rachel Gilmore. And I'm like, all right, it's time. It's yeah. time that I've waited long enough. Yeah. Let's bring the, let's bring McKenzie back on. Yeah. We all, I mean, some people it's, you know, there's like sharks in the ocean, right? There's these, there's small or really tiny. They're basically parasitic uh, fish. And what they'll do is attach themselves to the side of the shark and then they use that as protection and, and they get a free ride from A to B and they just kind of eat the bacteria off the shark to sustain themselves. That's essentially what people like Rachel Gilmore are in a, in a nutshell. Um, they can't really contribute or, or do much of anything except to you know try to attach themselves to something else that people are interested in and try to insert themselves for attention. And it's a pretty classic narcissist move. And that's what happens when you hire people as journalists that previously their work experience was a, you know, a failed TikTok or Instagram um, model. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I certainly, uh, knowing, knowing you from before uh, all this came about and certainly uh, seeing a bunch of the stuff you did while in auto and everything else, I have a, a different oh, view all the terrorism. Well, exactly. I, I have a different view of, uh, of your background, but in saying that I'm like, you know what, let's, let's talk a bit about it. So some of it and try and, well, I don't know, let you say your piece, everything else. Cause I listened to the Viva Frey, uh, interview and, and, uh, and I've obviously yeah. listened to a bunch of your stuff before, but I think a lot of people diagonal and all all that if they know they know and if they don't know they don't know and maybe yeah. they're listening to the show and they just they have no idea yeah and then i don't know jeremy i feel like it's a it's an opportunity to clear up a few things at least if nothing else i mean all people really have to do as we both know is do a couple google searches and they can get to the bottom of it real quick but yeah. needless to say you're here um well, I mean, I would just tell people to go to the source, you know, if there's like, I send them one a video or released recently, like people love to talk about me, but very few of them will talk to me and find out for themselves. I'd rather just copy and paste and, you know, dogpile and, and, you know, do whatever they think the current thing is. It's just what, you know, uh, what, whatever it is, if it's, uh, we're going to invade a country and kill millions of people, we don't know why, but TV man said, so it's the same thing with this, you know, TV man says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm X, Y, Z. So that must be true. They're just, you know, it's, it's an indictment of, um, our society that it's that it's that bad that and it's not even something that's like hidden from them 
you know, we can, you can find this out very, very quickly, how ridiculous this is, as, as Viva did, I was very uh, thankful for him to do that. You know, all of, all it would take, and I've been saying this since, you know, the Ottawa stuff happened to be honest, like, all it's going to take is somebody that knows, or somebody that has a brain you know, that works in their head, just an unbiased, honest, um, you know, person that's able to, you know, look at a situation and just kind of filter through like what's actually happening. And it'll be very readily apparent to anybody um, what this really is. Um, so that's kind of why that's like where the confidence I've had has come from the whole time is like, I know where this is going to end. Like this can't be, you can't, uh, you know, you can put lipstick on a pig, you know what I mean? But you can't make it something that it's not. And, um, it is what it is. And the more attention that we get from it is only going to make it uh, more obvious, which was the entire intent, you know, this latest media cycle is the entire intent, uh, for doing that. I just wanted to go, well, there's two reasons, you know, the guy, you know, Pierre was in town and I wanted to hear what he had to say. He's probably, he's going to be the next prime minister. I, you know, it was, thought it'd be an interesting chance to, you know, shake hands with the guy and look him in the eye and ask him a question and see, see what he's like in person. You know, why not? I was been everything going on. It was, you know, fairly, fairly short drive. So why not? And, but more importantly, I knew what the media would do. I knew what, um, um, his opponents would do and people would jump all over it and we would get a ton of exposure and they would, you know, be forced to, uh, contend with this lie that they've been building forever. And it's just going to reopen the old wound of the humiliation uh, of what it was, what they did in Ottawa. And then they tried to bury it and cover it up. And now like, uh, Viva accurately, um, explained they're just, it's like the okay hand sign from 4chan and like you, you bought the lie and now you look ridiculous. So now you have to make it you make people believe it, or you're going to have to swallow the fact that you're a humiliating imbecile. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. They're, they're going to try and do both, but I'm, you know, I, uh, if they want to play a game of who can convince people the best, I'm, I'm welcome. Uh, welcome that challenge. Cause I'm, uh, I'm pretty, I feel pretty, pretty good where I stand in reality with the truth. Um, and they can play with fairy tales as much as they want, but. Well, and if people, uh, don't know what you're talking about, Jeremy, uh, it was a simple picture of you and Pierre Polyev shaking yep. hands and yep. a pretty vague description. I mean, if there that, needs to be, you know, like <laughs> intentionally, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and people lost their absolute shit about it. Like yep. it was, yep. I was sitting there and like, this is, this is quite wild, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is, this I knew is, they would. That's, that's why I did it. I, I knew they would just to, because it exposes them for who they are. Like, why would you be like, so what? That's the adult thing to go is so what? Like he meets, you know, let's think about this for two seconds. A guy probably meets 400 people at every play, every stop he goes, shakes hands with hundreds of, there's hundreds of people in there he shook hands with and talked to for a minute or two each, you know, and that's what he does. It's his job. Right. So, uh, but I'm like, but they'll make a special issue of this. Like some of the, I guarantee statistically, some of the people he's shaken hands with and spoken to were probably pedophiles and murderers and thieves. And, you know, he's probably done this 50,000 times. And like, I'm, I guarantee there is way, there is way worse people in those lineup, but you know, there's no media points in it for them. And that's what this is about. It's not about the truth. It's about power. It's about uh, political power. And if they saw an opportunity to try and uh, attack him and attack me and, uh, you know, I knew they would. So that's why I did it. And they, you know, again, continually, they just, they always buy it. You know, that's why I do things, uh, you know, it's intentional, like trolling, I guess, you know, they call it I, like the, the photo they love to use of me and the, of some guys with like the masks on and the flag and some goes, oh, they're terror. Well, they were calling us terrorists before this. So I said, well, terrorists need to have a terrorist photo. So we made, it's the only photo that exists like that, by the way, because I took the photo and I edited it and I put it on my social media and then the media took it and tried to use it as evidence and didn't refer to it. Oh, by the way, we took it from his Instagram page where he had a sarcastic caption about <laughs> what it is, um, you know, so it's, uh, and, and they do it every time and they just, they, they keep going with it and going with it. My intent was to humiliate them and to kind of, um, because they are liars at the, at the end of the day, that's what kind of started this whole crusade years ago for me was that 
I don't like being lied to. I don't like being told things that are, you know, meant made to believe a false reality. And then I, I end up fighting a war somewhere for reasons that I don't understand for which turn out to be, you know, false anyway. And it's a complete waste of time. And, you know, I get hurt and friends of mine are killed and all this kind of stuff. So I really don't appreciate this. Um, so that's, that's what started it. So whenever I see an opportunity to really make them, you know, shoot themselves in the foot or embarrass themselves, I take it. Are you at all like you've become, I don't know, is the, the most notorious man in, in Canada? The, I think so. I, I, I think. And I'm, I'm like, there. like, don't get me wrong. I don't know who's worse. I was saying this yesterday. I was like, they lie about me. I was like, I think I might be, I just stated it because it's kind of like the Trump effect. It's like you just start saying things and people just believe me. I was like, I think I might be the most lied about man in Canada in the country. I don't think anybody lies about anyone more than they do about me. I mean, every article, everything out there. I'm like, not true, not true, made up, complete fabrication, extreme exaggeration, also not true, conjecture, or, uh, conjecture opinion piece. Like, it's crazy. It's like, oh, well, we can we can do this to this guy uh, because I'm a, you know, a heterosexual white guy with a family that was in the army and, and I'm, you know, a conservative minded person and, you know, I'm, I'm their, the ultimate, I'm perfect for them to attack. That's everything they hate, you know, everything about and, me. Is- and if I can add one more thing, your show isn't... Uh- rated pg right no so when, no. when you get going i mean yeah. uh i'd love to sit with rachel Gilmore. i just would because i've, I've well I, I i somehow stumble well who am i kidding it gets force fed to you all yeah. the time so all i see yeah. are these little clips of you and your rants and i'm like hey whatever if you watch the show mm-hmm. that's just that's just part of your stick like that's what you yeah. do now yeah. you you make easy target though because they literally come in snip it out post yeah. it and nobody does any digging past that right but it's it's an investment like long term um that's how i i, I play games to win long term like a you know you don't you can score a punch today and win now but what's it going to cost you you know in long term like you could spend a ton of money today but are you going to be broke next year you're going to lose it you know what i mean like i i learned at a young age to think you know uh ahead and you know my dad taught me how to play chess when i was like seven years old six years i you know did the same for my son um, it's a good skill to have, you know, always think two moves ahead and they don't seem to think two minutes ahead. You know, they just do things. And, uh, I'm like, well, all the body of work, everything I've done has been public. Everything I've ever done is on the internet. It's, you know, hours and endless. I added it up. It's about 45 straight days of, so if anybody wants to go watch everything I've ever done, book a book, your calendar and you're going to need 45 straight days, a lot of Red Bulls to just straight through and sit through it all. And, uh, some of the, some of the fans and supporters and stuff have watched all of it. They've seen it all, which is, isn't that wild? Crazy. It is. It's crazy to me. Like I, th- I hate listening to myself when I go back and, you know, I think uh, I talk way too fast. I say like way too, like, I just, I hear all the things I don't like about myself. So I just, I hate it. So I, it's bizarre to me that anybody would, would sit and, but uh, you know, it, you know, it were they like it. So, you know, I guess, uh, and it, you know, pays the bills and keeps the lights on and pays for the lawyers and so on. But uh, you know, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's all there. And, uh, you know, if you tell 10 people, you know, nine of them might condemn you, but one of them might go, wait a minute. And if you got a hundred, then you got 10, if you got a thousand, you got a hundred. And eventually the state, the scales will start to tip the other way because they're just in today to be outraged and gone tomorrow. But the people that care uh, are going to do the work and, and they do. And now they're piling up to big numbers. And that's why they're really, they, they have to silence me because I'm talking about things they don't want people to hear about or know about. Instead, they'd rather go look at mean internet guy. He's mean. He's mean to poor Rachel. Uh, don't listen to any other things he's talking about. You know, the military corruption, or the attrition crisis, or the healthcare crisis, or or the or the the RCMP cover up in Porta Peak. Or don't no 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 no. He's bad. Don't listen to him. 
uh, you know, that's, 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 that's what's really going on here. And as far as she's concerned, I, w- I had no idea who this woman was in my life until she started attacking me and lying about me and then emailed me a bunch of questions for a story. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. And I sat and I took about 90 minutes out of my day to craft her a very respectful response. I published it. So no one can, you know, it's I, I'm all about transparency. And uh, she chose to ignore that entirely, um, not publish the story, whatever it was she was working on, and then went right back to lying about me and my friends anyway. So she's not an innocent person. She's not a good faith actor. She's a, a liar. Um, it's not, it wouldn't, it's different if someone just like, I'm sorry, I had the wrong impression. I added the wrong information, but when someone gives you the information and then you just decide you don't like it, so you're going to pretend it doesn't exist, that makes you, now you're a liar. Now you're complicit. You've engaged in this, you're participating in a deliberate character assassination campaign of myself. And uh, when I don't, I try not to attack, you know, innocent people, like, uh, like random people, like someone says something, you know, I, I, that's fine. I'll criticize public officials and stuff because that's, you know, that's, you know, what I'm doing. Um, but if you st- I have no problem with anybody, but if you start something with me, if you come and attack me, I'm coming for your eyes. <laughs> that's just that's just how it is because you have to, or otherwise people will just do it to you. Uh, but unfortunately, I think it um, it it you know people like to it, it it's it's turned into a lot of, of quite the size of a war. But I've got a I've got a lot of patience and I've got a lot of energy to to do this. So I'm fighting with. 20 or 30 people at any given time. And I mean, you know, news anchors and journalists and other, you know, alternative personalities and their fans and their stalkers. And I've got people taking pictures of our house and threatening our families and calling our homes and vandalizing our property and following us around and trying to find out where my, uh, you know, relatives work and where they live and if they can get them fired and, you know, calling the cops and sending, you know, cops to our house and saying there's, you know, people in danger here and, you know, all this and none of it's true, but this is just what we deal with on a daily basis as a result of, you know, me talking. That's never the story. It's a uh, mean internet man shook hands with mean conservative man and Nazis are taking over. It's so childish and asinine that like, I just, this is all I know how to do to try and get it into people's, you know, at least they're talking about it now. And even if 80% of them uh, stick to the mainstream narrative of nonsense, that's 20% of them. That's a lot of new people that had no idea. And now they do. And we're just going to keep building this uh, over time until it's just uh, self-evident. And I've had, you know, the daglon.org website explains everything, explains the whole thing. And they're open. They call, oh, you're white supremacists. They're neo-Nazis. Tons of people in the community are not white. Tons of them. Most of the people, most, if not, not all of them, but the, the overwhelming majority of the people I have the biggest problems with are white people. All right. Like the prime minister is, is not a black man. You know what I mean? Um, the, the people running the RCMP are, are not Sikh Indians. Uh, they're not, this has nothing to do with that. This is just their, what they, uh, what they try to do to, to deter people from listening to you, but they've done it to everybody. Who have they not called it? Some, you know, some kind of, you know, racist or fascist or, you know, it's, it's lost all meaning now, which is, you know, sad. It's uh meat words don't seem to mean anything anymore. It's just uh, emotional fighting back and forth. I was curious about, um, you know, I got to meet a lot of people in Ottawa. One of them was yeah. not you. That was, that was, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we never, we never did connect there. Did we? we never, we never did connect. Shit. It um, was so crazy. Uh, it was like, I was watching this documentary. It's real popular. Um, the Woodstock one about not Woodstock yes, 99, yes, a big disaster. Yep. I was just watching that. And I was like, it was, it, well, it was better than Woodstock because it wasn't as horrible. And it was the, the state that ruined it in the end, but it was like freedom stock. It was like, Everybody who was involved, everyone was there. It was a great vibe. Everyone was having a great time. It was super positive. It was super healing and uh, and and patriotic and and wonderful. And it was all just Canadian flags. It was just it was the best uh, 
representation of the Canadian culture and spirit that I could imagine. It was it was life changing for most people that went there and uh, like the people would talk about Woodstock. It's like you, you don't get it from seeing it on TV. Like you had to be there to understand how how important, how crazy it really was and how, you know, um, impactful it really was. And it was the same kind of thing. And there was just so much going on. I mean, it, it, there was no time to I don't think I sat still for three weeks. It was crazy. I was going to, you know, you talk about the Canadian flags, the flags were super cool. You know, they picked out the one Nazi flag or whatever and and made a big story about it. Um, I thought what was super cool was out here in the West, we have a view of Quebec and uh, I was there the, the bright and early morning and they came rolling in at like 1am and all the Quebec truckers. And, and then the preceding days with the, you know, uh, the Fleur de Lis, flying everywhere yeah. and and a bunch of different uh, first nation flags and then of course yep. canada and then of course every province um yeah. i've never seen canada that united I, i've you know right. coming from a hockey background the only thing i have to relate to it because yeah. a lot of people bring up woodstock but from a hockey standpoint is like Sidney crosby scoring the golden goal that yeah. that's that's what it was when it when it felt like we we're all on the same team Finally, yes. you know, Finally. like you look around, like everybody here is on the same, we're all a family and we'll all take care of each other. And it's like the community. That's what, that's what national pride, like that's the feeling that everyone should carry with them all the time. You should be able to walk down the street of a Canadian city anywhere and feel at home and feel welcome. And, and, you know, everybody's, where did that go? That used, we used to have something like that and it's turned into something else now because these maniacs in power and these people like Gilmore and these other ones are more interested in, you know, they don't make people feel good. They make them feel afraid and anxious and bad and angry. And like, that's your only purpose in the world is to foment uh, negative, negative things. Like you're really, we don't need people like that. Like everything you do is, is, is detrimental. You're not informing people. You're a propagandist. Like you have no value The thing. And it's like, uh, you know, it's it's uh, some, a lot of the people out there. If they just watch, you know, mainstream news, it's it's worse than knowing nothing, because the things you know aren't even true. It's it, I would rather them have absolutely no idea what's going on, rather than have to deprogram all of these lies and this craziness. And so they're at like you know they're at a disadvantage. They're starting at a negative, and uh, and the same people they they took what was like you said it was a great amazing uh, Canadian moment and a cultural. Uh, like watershed, like, uh, you know, second wind of a, of a nation with what that was. And they, and they, you know, shit all over it and tried to call it, uh, you know, it an occupation of terrorists and white supremacists and all this stuff. And the, and the guy with the Nazi flag, I, I found the story on this guy. I don't want to say too much cause I don't want him to get, you know, fucked around the guy. His intention was trying to say that the government is, this is a Nazi country now. Yeah. Like I understand his intent. Obviously it was bad optics and he should have known, like someone should have said, I get what you're coming. I get what you're trying to say. This is a terrible idea. What you should have done was gotten a, maybe a liberal party flag and painted a swastika on it. You know, that could have got the point across, but they all get real sensitive about the message is I, I feel as though these people are becoming an authoritarian, tyrannical regime, which is true. Um, and they proved it in Ottawa when they stole bank accounts, they, you know, beat people, you know, Ill, you know, indiscriminately trampled them with horses, did all these, you know, crazy things and shut down business. I think they seized 24% of the trucks, or something like saves their businesses, took their licenses, took all like that. That is, these are tyrannical measures that uh, dictators and things do to, to crush dissent. So he would, he would have, you know, you're right to think that if you think this is a tyrannical government, you're, you're completely correct. Um, but you know, it's just, it's, it, people aren't politically um, um, educated, I guess, or, or aware. Oh, just, like, just, just, just the optics, right? It, it, yeah. Yeah. It, they don't, they don't think that how that's going to look or how that's yeah, going to be interpreted. You, or how you, the you media. take, you take one picture, and you yeah. say that's the entire what's happening there. 
And then, you know, if you're not really paying attention, all you see is saying, oh God, what what are they doing there? The the crazy thing, you know, I keep saying is uh, along the way to Ottawa and then in Ottawa, I just didn't see CBC anywhere. And the amount of people standing out minus 30 weather waving a Canadian flag. I've to this day, never seen anything. It was disgusting. They, they showed their face. You know, I've been saying that for years. Like you have to, when you're dealing with, you know, tyrants and bullies and people like that, you have to force them to act, you know, take the mask off and and be who they are because that way everyone will see them for what they are. And uh, any, any sense of like, oh, CBC is just trying to, you know, play the middle or that's all gone. They intentionally ignored all that stuff and they would do things like uh, they have 5,000 people over here and, you know, maybe a, a dozen or two stragglers over here. They'd set the camera up facing that way and infer that that is, that is what's happening downtown. There's a couple dozen people. It's not 5,000 people. There's not 25,000 people. There's not 50 or 100,000 people as, as big as it got in Ottawa. They would go to the very end of it and edge of it and try and frame it as though it was, you know, nothing. They're lying on purpose. And when the, the fifth estate called me for an interview, I laughed in their face. I made fun of Jillian Finley on the phone for about an hour. Um, because I knew what she was doing. I could tell immediately by the line of questioning that she's just a bad faith actor. She's just trying to make us look bad. And, and she did, she did that very well with Pat King who, who released the full interview after he got out of jail, which was much different than the one that was on TV. Um, not surprising. You know, I felt really bad for the guy that he, that he gave, that he didn't, uh, he fell for the trap essentially. He should have just did what I did and told him to, you know, F off. I'm not participating. And all that she got out of that whole thing was a clip of me saying, I don't respect you as a media organization. You're a propagandist and I'm not talking to you. Like, you know, why would I do that? They, they use the footage of which they don't even, you know, admit happened of, of the event where the, the police, uh, you know, cavalry unit, these are Clydesdale horses that are bred for warfare. That's where they come from for war to trample people to death. That's their purpose. Um, ran over a bunch of people and they cut it right before the horse made contact with anyone and ran over that uh, uh, elderly indigenous woman in the, in the you know, mobility scooter or whatever she had. They cut it right then. The editor was like, that's good right there. So Jillian Finley knows what she's doing. Um, and also on top of that, I'm the guy that released the, uh, the, the group chat uh, photos of the screenshot of the RCMP members, not only confirming that it happened, but laughing about it. They, they loved it and they wanted to do more of it. They're admitted it right there in their own chat. And these are all real police officers. It was confirmed immediately. Uh, it was leaked to me by another police officer. And I said, you know, I'm going to post these, right? And I said, oh, yeah. There was never any CBC coverage of that either. The RCMP very quietly said, oh, yeah, we're going to look into it. <laughs> that was the end of that. That You've got the state police force openly, happily bragging about, uh, you know, harming their own citizens. And I can't wait to do more of it. And they're, they're up there drinking in the Chateau Laurier, eating, you know, gourmet meals on the taxpayer's dime while they're beating citizens. That's the story, Jillian. The story is not mean Internet man says mean words. The story is the state is beating its citizens for peacefully protesting on their money. And you're lying for them. That's the story. You're a liar. So, you know, these people, they see out of context clips of me, you know, you know, doing whatever. Um, I do that on purpose. It's not what I'm like all the time, but sometimes I, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't want to say it's an art, but it's like, I, I try to like ride the waves of, of certain kind of emote. Like once I, once I feel like I've got it, I'm going for it. Um, because it gets a message across to people that otherwise wouldn't resonate. If I just sat here calmly and was like, Oh, you know, it's kind of bad. You guys like no one, you know, it doesn't go anywhere. The reason, it, the reason it's resonating is because like, Whoa, you know, this guy's losing his mind you know i'm like well yes because you should you should have like a righteous anger about these kinds of things and it validates how a lot of other people are feeling when they see this kind of stuff happen and no one speaks for them and they don't understand where why, i don't know why these who these people are crazy they're not crazy they're you just ignored them 
And I'm, I'm saying what they're all thinking and saying, and we're all agreeing it, you know, they may not like the way that I do it, but a lot of people agree with what I'm saying. And, um, and they refuse to cover for them or they refuse to cover any of this stuff and they cover up and protect these people and people are getting hurt and killed and, you know, they're committing suicide and having their lives ruined and all because of this bad information, the gaslighting and so on. So I don't feel bad, you know, uh, she was taking clips going, he said that, uh, he said, what I can't remember just a bunch of mean stuff about journalists and they don't deserve empathy and they, you know, they, sh- you know, we're better off without them, all this stuff. And I said, yes. And yes, that is what I said. And do you think you got, like, I put it out. This wasn't a secret recording. You're not project Veritas. <laughs> like this is for public consumption. And uh, a lot of people agree with that because you, you're the cause. I like to say that, uh, sorry, I'm just talking like a hundred miles an hour right now. Um, but it, uh, like, if it's a, mo- like if you're compared to like a mafia killing or something, right. Um, if you're, or something like that, if you're the boss and you're like, I, you know, I want this guy dead. Um, so somebody goes over there and, and, and shoots him. Who's more responsible? Is it the, is it the trigger man or is it the mafia boss? Like who goes to jail? Well, I, it's the trigger man because if he doesn't pull the trigger, the guy's still alive and it just remains a, a wish or a thought of the guy that, you know, ordered it because he didn't go do it himself. So if it wasn't for the media to gaslight and lie to all these people and do and cover these crimes of the RCMP and cover for the crimes of the federal government and cover for all these other, you know, international, everything that's going on, people would know if they'd done their job, we would all be much better informed and we wouldn't be in these situations. We wouldn't be fighting with each other nearly as much as we are. There wouldn't be all this political division and partisan fighting and none of this would be happening. So how did it happen? You know, the, the state instructed and, you know, the, well, this is what we're doing. And the media just did it without their consent and participation, none of it was possible. So to me, they're the mob trigger man. They, they just did it for their paycheck to get paid and please their boss and off they go. And then when the tables are turned, they go, oh, was it me? He told me to do it. I'm innocent. You're not innocent. You're in fact, primarily guilty. You're most guilty. Yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> the complicity, uh, complicit, complicity, complicity, complicity. I don't know. I don't know what the word is for that. <laughs> They're complicit. You're, you are Thank complicit. You. Thank we you. are all complicit. I don't know if there's a, a com- complicitation, <laughs> complicitation, complicitation. The fact, Tarson, you know, I, I, I had Kit Carson on last week and he's oh, uh, nice. the morning show host out in Vancouver or was, and yeah, him yeah, talking about him. it, just, you know, uh, him talking about making fun of wearing a mask that he doesn't want to, to a, an afternoon softball game and him getting shit yeah. on for that. And then from that point on, he's not allowed to talk about anything. Just yeah. hearing that. You're like, so yeah. everybody knows. I mean, at yeah. this point, if you're in the media industry, you know. Like, yep. <laughs> they should. They should, should know. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't have to be a, a rocket scientist by this point in time to, um, yeah. you're, you're either just putting your head in the sand or you're completely yep. ignoring it and turning away yep. from it. And a lot of the, even the cops, the medical professionals, like I talk to people all the time and they're like, it's really rapidly turning around. Like people are getting pretty feeling pretty like we got we got screwed around pretty bad here so i mean like i said investing like i know it's true and i know it's what isn't true and um there's no it's it's like you know taking a chance on a company early it's like you won't get rich right away but maybe in the end you know like people will people want to play it safe and they'll 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 get involved now like uh you know and again viva think like he was one of the first real big name you know uh people there to 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 give me the opportunity to, to talk for myself um, but people will wait until it seems as though it's safe to do so yeah. and they're not going to get burned down by it. And then they will flood in. Well, look at, look it. at, look at all the politicians that came, um, out after the convoy, right. Mm-hmm. And started talking openly and, yeah, and they didn't on. say anything. Yeah. It, and it, it that's, that, that's a big criticism of Pierre and the CPC. Cause it's like, um, 
and and it is it's a moral criticism and an ethical thing but um because they're playing politics and not playing leadership it's a different game they're 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 like even if they agree with it they go well we're going to see where this lands first we'll see we'll see where the public is with it and then it's like surfing right they want to get on top of the wave as it's coming in and make sure that they're going in the way they want to go it's like okay public sentiment is this we've done the polling people are behind it oh, okay, okay oh, yeah we we'll support it yeah we yeah we support it now they're not going to come out early you know like somebody like max bernier who was right away going i don't care if it's, it's popular it's, or not this is what's right so that's what we're doing like those are the people i trust i trust somebody like that who's going to who's going to take a chance on, on what he believes in because it's the right thing to do. And if it has negative consequences for him, then who cares? Um, that's, that's the lead. That's what leaders do uh, in my opinion. And, and that's somebody that's worth respecting. And then to a lesser degree, you know, the conservatives are like, well, we'll take your side, but only when it's safe to do so, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. And, and that's it's one what, of the that's, reasons it's one of the reasons I don't know if she's going to win or not, but <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm watching here in Alberta, right? Obviously Jason Kenny stepping down. We got a leadership race happening and Daniel Smith is one that uh, has been on the show multiple, multiple times through all of COVID talking about, you know, like they're going down a dark path. They should not do this. They should not do this. And so it'll be interesting to see because, you know, Maxime Bernier, certainly with the PPCs, uh, he's really been outspoken from the very beginning in front of everything, like do not do this, blah, 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 blah. Um, going across the country <laughs> when it was, you can't have gatherings of a certain size. He was having gatherings of a certain size. He bucked everything they said pretty much. Um, here in Alberta, Daniel Smith uh, has been similar, obviously not the same, but it'll be interesting to see if she wins uh, or whoever wins in Alberta, if they continue that trend or if they go revert, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's people are fickle, you know, and they, it, well, People want what they want and it's difficult, uh, you know, it's not as easy as it sounds, you know, especially like, so I have, I have some sympathy for, for the politicians because I understand what they have to do, like what the job is and how it works. You can't just, uh, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to mesh, like doing the right thing. And, you know, you can't get anything done if you don't get elected. Right. Which is the whole game. And if you're not elected, then nothing happens. And if you're going to, um, you know, well, that's to some evil person who tells everyone what they want to hear all the time. They get elected that's the that's the lovely happens. thing about Danielle Smith. She was a radio host, right? She wasn't in politics mm. at the time, so she got she the, the one that, She's the one that tried to save or to save that kid from the bull or something. Was that her? No, name? that's that's a here. Leela that was, here. Oh, Daniel, okay, okay. Daniel Smith was the leader of the Wild Rose. Crossed the floor back in 2015. That's why okay. a lot of rural Albertans uh, distrust her right now. Um, but through COVID and everything else, she lost her job. Uh, uh, or quit her job, I shouldn't say lost her job, um, for basically not towing the line. And she walked away from her radio gig. And then when all this stuff started happening with Jason Kenny, she made it publicly known that she would run again if it came yeah. uh, available. And so she's running right now, but wasn't in politics for the last, you know, last about seven years. Um, but she does have a history in politics, uh, you know, early on. And she's a fantastic orator is what she does well. You get her up on a debate. Yeah stage yeah. uh she does well at that and she doesn't have the baggage of the last two years she just yeah. she doesn't have to you know i wasn't there yeah. actually what i yeah. was doing was advocating a whole bunch of different things i was talking to the peter mccullough's and the whoever else you know advocating for some of what they were saying and we should have been doing this and yeah. so she gets to attack it from a light that most politicians if they're running like i mean yeah pierre doesn't get to say that he was yeah. he was in government for the last two years as everything went down yeah, a long time yeah yeah 
Yeah, and that's that's the that's the that's what he's trying to avoid. Like from I'm just speculating. I don't know the guy. I mean, I've just literally how as much time as I know is is on camera. Like that's how much I've ever spent in a room with the guy. But um, I think they're trying to court the uh, you know the the the, the protest vote, the PPC of like basically a million people nearly voted for them, and they're all their platform on this election or in in, in Pierre's is very similar. Uh, they've 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 uh, lifted a lot of the same kind of points and in phrases and in target emotional uh, cues like the people they're appealing to they're trying to appeal to now is not just just goes beyond the regular kind of milk toast vanilla conservatives because that was never going to win i don't know what they were thinking with the last couple of guys um well there's theories but um this this is their pro i mean it's gonna be a landslide um so i mean there's people accusing me of trying to sabotage the guy and it's like he's brought in like i'm not even a conservative party member right i'm not going to vote in their leadership like i don't really you know the guy's going to be the prime minister in my opinion i don't think that's even stoppable at this point i think he's probably unstoppable unless barring some kind of insane scandal or he dies suddenly of a heart attack as has been known to happen to people and now in the future and the new normal we live in where people that are young and healthy seemingly just drop dead uh, beyond outside of that happening, he uh, he's three hundred eighteen thousand vote or uh, memberships. New he memberships he brought in, yeah, just by himself, right? So that's, I mean, that's but that's insane. That's crazy. Uh, that's uh, every other every other contender combined doesn't even I don't think half of that or something, right? So, and uh, he's going to take that easily, and and uh, he'll I mean put him up against anyone else the other side has. There's no, it's a it's a massacre, like it's terrible. Like I would almost just concede. I would just give them the election if I were them at this point. I'm like, I don't even want to, th- I mean, think of the damage you could do with, of all the things they're sitting on of all the, like, Oh, well, didn't you take this? Mr. Palia, Mr. Palia, didn't you take a picture with this alt-right extremist? We've got a photo of him. Mr. Palia. Uh, well, uh, it, it appears to me, the prime minister has uh, taken photographs with uh, several uh, convicted uh, pedophiles and terrorists. And here he is pictured in a, in blackface, uh, spending billions of dollars. Like it's, it's a mess. Like there's nothing they can throw at him that he's not going to turn around and counterpunch the living hell out of them with. So I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm not worried, but I, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully he, he sticks to, um, you know, what his claims are and, and what I asked him, what I was curious about, because again, my opinion, I think that the problem we have these problems is because um, the media has lied to people and, and everyone's got a very distorted, not everyone, but a lot of people, have a very distorted view of reality and what's going on and who's a good person. Who's a bad person. It's all a mess. Uh, because of these people and if that was the the down the disadvantage they have in canada is also their advantage they've got all the state state uh taxpayer funded money they don't have that in, in the u.s like cnn doesn't get paid by yeah. a taxpayer so you know they have all this money they've got all this the big mainstream media but they're on life support of the canadian taxpayer and if they just pull the plug it's over and i was like that's what he mentioned he was looking at doing so i asked him i looked him in the eye like is it are we doing this is that what you're going to do so that's the plan we're you think, you know, when they talk, they talk about wielding yep. power and, and once you have it, you don't, you know, it's don't tough to do. Well, that's right. If you become yeah. in power and then you have the power of the CBC at your fingertips, are you going to, are you going to let it go? Well, like I, I know, I know what Jeremy's going to do. I certainly know yeah. what Sean's going to do, but it, yeah. is, is Pierre Polyev after fighting that beast to get in, is he going to yeah. take that away? I, th- I think that he would be crazy not to, um, it's such a huge PR win and it's like his entire base wants this to, so to not do it would be very hypocritical and you know, it wouldn't be good and it would ruin any kind of trust that he's, you know, trying to build and that kind of thing. And, and really like they've done nothing but attack him the whole time anyway. Um, yeah, but it, it's, it's like they're, they're forced into this position because the public is so much more educated than they were two years ago. 
Um, this probably wouldn't have been a topic two years ago, but now so many people have been affected by what they've known to see as a complete lie by not just CBC, by Global News, by CTV, by Post Millennial, by the National Post, by everybody that's taken taken the daddy government money has just done nothing but lie their face off and obfuscate and suppress things. And everybody knows it. So now he's in a position where it's like we're all it's like we're all standing around. OK, it's it's execution time in the electric chair. And you're like, yeah, I just don't feel like pulling it anymore. Like, oh, uh, no, you're like this is happening. All right. One way or another, like we all this all needs to we all know it has to happen. So he's kind of forced to. Um, I want to, I, mean, I want to, I want to ask about a different uh, news source because I, I can't remember, I can't remember if it was on your 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 recent uh, um, show or if it was on Viva. So you have to remind me. I, I can't remember where I heard it, but I wrote it down, and it was about Rebel News taking your entire story and then never publishing it. And mm. I found I found that like shocking. I was like, really? And then yeah. it goes back to Ottawa. It, that that's yep. you mind shedding a little light on that. <sighs> Well, it's the guilt by association game. They like to play that one a lot. So they didn't want to. They didn't want to publish what you talked about because of who you are. I think so. I think there's a lot of. They don't want to draw any attention because I'm not. I'm not helping any of them. I'm not helping anyone really. <laughs> any of the establishment. Like I'm not. Uh, if it, if I was like super hardline conservative and like palatable and marketable to, you know what I mean? Like they would probably, I would have had a, you know, I would have been picked up and recruited a long time ago by one, by some of these people, but I, I have a tendency to just swing at anything I think is, is not, is not good. And you know, they're, 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 they're scared of it. So there's even something like that. Like uh, I, I've noticed that. So like rebel news, for example, I did a uh, for, for almost two weeks after this, all, all this stuff happened, they found, you know, the, the coots patches and all that, which were like homemade by some guy who I don't even know has nothing to do with me at all. Um, they found, and then they, then they learned of the whole, the whole diagonal story, the emergency act, the whole, and he was blew his mind. He didn't see any of these clips. I said them all the senators and the house of commons and the TSAS report and all of the things, uh, what the safety minister saying on the news and all of this stuff blew his mind. And, uh, we worked on this for 10, 12 days. And, and then, uh, uh, the day before the interview, we're supposed to have a whole hour segment. He was going to do a whole thing. They went, oh, you know, something came up. We can't do it. Sorry. Never heard from him again. And then uh, just recently, well, they they ran with the headline like, oh, Pierre has shaken hands with who? And uh, thousands of people piled into their live stream to hear what they had to say about it. And they didn't mention it once. It was clickbait. And they banned anyone from their live stream that mentioned me or said the word Diagalon or anything. Banned who, them all. Censored them all. Who the hell like, did I ask about? I thought I asked about Rebel News. Isn't that what I asked? Maybe. Is that what? I don't That's know, what it, does it, that, that right there is like troubling, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. It, like, why? Why wouldn't they? So they're, you know, there's a reason. Like, Ezra doesn't like me. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. He does. He does. Uh, he does what's good for him. I think. I think their main market is is right wing outrage. So they they'll deliver. I've noticed them do this. Like, uh, so when uh, James Top was in Ottawa and they had the, uh, um, you know, the thing there back in was it July? I have the time is or. Whenever that was recently over and, the summer and, near and, Canada. And the, end of June. End of June yeah. is when he arrived. And they had, uh, there was some arrests that were made and they took some footage of the last 20 seconds of it or 30 seconds of some guy screaming like a big baby on the ground. Ah! You know, there's cops like hold them and they're like, oh, they're Trudeau's thugs are attacking people. And like, that's not what happened. Like, again, like whatever, if it's true, it's true. Like that stuff I published on the WhatsApp, like those cops were pieces of shit. These guys were doing their job. These the people they were arresting were antagonizing people and assaulting people and acting crazy. And then eventually it was like, okay, that's enough. 
And then they tried to grab hold of this woman who was doing these things and was just mouthing off to be all day, deliberately trying to start fights. They grab her and then the boyfriend gets involved in another guy and it just becomes a scuffle. And, you know, and it's like, you're getting arrested. Get her. I've been arrested twice now. Just get arrested. Just say, okay, put your hands behind your back. Follow the instructions. Get the car. You decided to start throwing punches and pushing people. Like you made this into a circus, right? Cops don't just attack you. I mean, maybe they would sometimes, but I mean, you're not, you're not making any better for yourself, but that, that was the, the full video was out there. They know that, but they know that they know that conservative Canadians want that. Yeah. You know, the, they're the thugs, you know, the prime minister's thugs uh, send us money. You can donate to rebel news here at the bottom. You can send us $50 and blah, 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 blah. It's, you know, it's disingenuous and it's like deliberately misrepresenting the situation so you can make money. And that, I mean, I've noticed them do that way more than once. Um, and that they won't even talk about this and they totally passed up. And I tried to talk to them about it. I tried to, I messaged a whole ton of people and nobody wanted to touch it. And now, you know, the first, you know, person that of any you know consequence that would was Viva Fry. Uh, so thanks to him for doing that. At least he stuck his neck out and I was like, you're going to, you're going to a lot of hate for this, but he's like, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> well, and Sean Newman now, I guess. Hey? Now you, yeah, you're going next. You're going to go down next. As soon as you publish this, your CSIS is going to be at your house. Tell us where he told you where he hid the bombs, you know, like that's another, and that's been going on. Like I'm, I, I, I'm just kind of like, I was just made this way in the military where you just don't complain. You try not to complain. Like, I know I, I complain a lot, but about things that are really bothering you, just not supposed to, because it just brings everybody else down and it, you know what I mean? But at some point, um, it, it's, it's getting to the point now where I think people should understand what's happening. Like I have, uh, CSIS has been investigating me for maybe a year, the RCMP even longer. I've been a person of interest in Saskatchewan for a year before I was even arrested for no, no one knows why. And the Saskatoon police and the York regional police organized crime division. I've never even been there. They're all colluding to, you know, on me because I'm a terrorist apparently, despite there's no evidence, there's nothing to suggest that that's true. Um, but that's what's going on. And you've got CSIS agents interviewing nearly a hundred people that I'm aware of. That just that I've been told, like 80, 90 people, different people have said, uh, yeah, uh, CSIS is at my house asking about you because I listened to your podcast or I've sent you money or I, uh, you know, appeared on, you know, uh, there's like little kind of after party shows, they call it like, like this, where there's like five or six people can just chime, show up and talk and say their piece and hang out and kind of stuff. And CSIS is showing up at their house, wanting to know what they're up to, digging into their lives and, and threatening, you know, kind of intimidating. It's like, well, your wife could lose her job, you know, saying stuff like this and showing up at their work unannounced, you know, multiple times, harassing them, calling them. And it's going to go, well, you better talk to us or else. Um, I'm sorry. What, what is this for? Like, I just say things on the internet and you've decided that I'm Osama bin Laden. And from what I can tell from the legal documents that my lawyers and I have, you've spent tens of millions of dollars investigating me for political reasons. That's, that's a big story. That's a big problem. Not just because it's me. If that happened to anyone in this country, that would be insane. And it is happening to me and it is happening to the people around me. And, and worse than that, we only have a limited amount of these people of these, you know, supposedly these experts in counterterrorism and security, keeping us, you know, safe from uh, in foreign infiltration, subversion, terrorism, you know, criminal gangs, organizations, the Yakuza, the triad mafia, all this kinds of stuff. This is what they're supposed to be looking at. And they're not because they're, they're, running around chasing this they're looking for you know the vice emperor of diagalon which is a goat figurine with a you know who time travels and you know all of it like it's readily apparent that this is you know they don't care because it's politically motivated so they're willing to put the entire nation in danger to serve a political agenda so 
are there Chinese and Russian agents subvert? Like a, there was a report from somebody in CISA saying China has infiltrated our government at every level, provincial, federal, federal, provincial, uh, and municipal. That's we're not we're not going to report or talk about that because Internet man, um, like people like what what's going to happen next? What happens? If, you know, uh, somebody gets killed or or something something takes place. Like you weren't doing your job. You were asleep at the wheel. You were chasing uh, me and my meme country around when you should have been should have been watching the ship. And instead, you crashed it into crashed it into the iceberg. And you're mad at me. I'm not. The, I didn't. Uh, it's what. Well, sorry, it's not my job to do these kinds of things. My job is to sit here and you know shoot my mouth off and you know entertain people and and give them my two cents. If they don't like it, they can turn it off. If they do like it, they can turn it on. And if they want to help me, they can send me ten bucks. It's free. It's always been free. Um, that's all that's going on here. But because evidently it's so effective, that needs to be it needs to be silenced and dealt with, like they're doing to basically everybody else around the world right now, where it's just going around, uh, you know, knocking down nails. Well, I, I, I think I've said this story uh, once before, but um, Roosevelt back in the, the 30s did fireside chats. And I, I didn't quite catch the term when it was first brought up to me uh, a couple of years ago, but somehow I stumbled back on it. And I read up on it and he did that because they were going through, you know, uh, banking collapse, drought, blah, 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 blah. And uh, he found that the papers were corrupt and they wouldn't mm. set, spread his message if he yeah. tried. And so he went to um, what would have been a, a newer age format in the radio and sat down and, and has these, mm. you know, monologues where he talks to the American yeah. people about what's actually happening. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, podcasts or, or you know, live streams, that type of thing do is it gives it right to the people to hear firsthand. And yeah. I keep saying this. People aren't dumb. Like, it doesn't no. matter what class you're in. They're, mm -hmm. they're pretty in tune with what's going on. And they yeah. can watch several different shows. They can go watch Jeremy on his home base. Uh, they can go yeah. watch him on Now Viva Frey or wherever else. You know, uh, Drew Weatherhead's a, a, a buddy of mine, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the social d disorder, right? They yeah. can go find out from multiple sources. I, mi I mix you guys up. When you text me, I, I, I try to text you back and I text it. It's like, I don't know why. <laughs> I think probably I met you guys both around the same time. So I'm like in my head, I'm like, which, okay, which one? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and you just go, people aren't dumb. We get no. treated like we're dumb. We get yeah. treated like we can't listen to something wild and go, yeah, that's yeah. complete bu bullshit. Or yeah. I like that one point and move on. Yeah. And we're, so what they're being... trying to do is, you know, they're trying to, here's the narrative. This is what yeah. we want said. And nobody can listen to anything else yeah. except what they don't realize is everybody's listening to everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say we're being managed. Like they're not, they're not, help, they're not informing you. They're not, they're not leading you. They're not helping you. They're just managing you. They're managing your emotions and your opinions and your information. So you act accordingly, like, like cattle or something like you're, they're your property. Um, that's another reason why I'm angry. And I'm so like, I'm angry on behalf of not just myself, but so many other people that you've treated us like idiots and talked to us like children. Like we can't figure things out for ourselves. And we, we, you know, we're incapable of, you know, seeing that you're lying to us. Like that's really insulting to me when someone um, is, is like, at least put the effort in. Like if you're going to lie and try to pull the wool over my eyes, at least make it fun. At least make it really tricky. Like, Ooh, we almost got me there. It's just bold face, straight up, complete nonsense. Like you're not even, you don't even respect me enough to even try anymore. They're just, you know, out in the open, nakedly, just making stuff up out of out of nothing with very low effort very little effort so it's like you don't even have the same kind of respect that you would you would give to an enemy to at least you know 
uh, which is a huge mistake. It was a huge mistake. And now it's backfiring on them. Every, like you said, everybody knows it's, it's not a popular, uh, you know, CBC's reach is what, like, I don't, I don't know where I'm at really, but another year or two, I, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where the numbers are. I mean, Jillian Finley was giving me, he's like, well, I, I have a lot more, you know, a lot bigger, more reach than your Facebook page. I was like, I've been banned off of Facebook, Jillian. And actually, uh, according to this, I've got a few million views over the last year or so. So I don't know how many you have, but uh, I don't I don't know if that's true, actually, Jillian. And that's just me. And there's dozens of people doing the same thing that I'm doing. So you're losing really badly. Uh, no one trusts you. No one believes you. And um, everything you do just makes it worse. And um, so hopefully I would like to see that if, if hopefully, uh, you know, Pierre gets in and, and does that, that would be a death blow at the end of them. So they've only got two options. Well, but well, well, they have, they have two options. They stick to it and they sink yep. or maybe or, they get propped up by a little bit or they have to change the tune because they become yep. a private organization again that has to, yep. I don't know, do journalism has to survive, has to be competitive. And how do you compete? Like, well, where's the money going? Where's the market going? It's like, well, people want to hear uh, real things. They don't want to be hear lies. They don't want to hear, you know, political agenda. They want to hear, you know, what's going on and how people are really thinking and feeling about things. So they're going to have to either get in the game and compete with that because it's evolved. Now it's a different world. Um, and people, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole other battlefield now. Like it's not the eighties and nineties and two, like, uh, I, I figured that out, um, a few years ago, I was sitting around watching, you know, kind of stuff like this. And it dawned on me that, uh, you know, you know, Paul Watson is Paul Joseph Watson. Guy no, I can't say I do. Imagine my shock. He's got the map behind him and he's always doing these short, you know, video. I'm sure you've seen him, but. Um, I was looking at his numbers and stuff. And I was like, this guy is bigger than CNN. His reach, this guy in his loft with his map is bigger than CNN. Uh, they're, they're, it's, like you've, it's like we've invented a weapon that you know, d- disables everything they have. Uh, it's like the invention of the Roman you know, short sword. It's like, well, that's it. You know, we're, 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 we can't fight this, you know, because even a hundred of these guys, a hun- that's like a hundred enemy CNNs. Like you can't, you know, what, what are we supposed to do to this? We, we can't fight that. So it's like, yeah, you're going to have to either tell the truth or die. Like that's, that's all you've left. Um, so, or come up with a way more, I don't know what, what are they going to hold guns to people's heads? Like that's not feasible either because you're going to rule by force. You need, I mean, in America, you need an army of a billion soldiers all the time to can make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And that would, I mean, in, that would be war and the attrition rate it forcing people to do it is not possible. That's why they do it this way. Why they, why it's so, well, that's, if, what this, that's where the marched, war is. If they marched, a, I've said this for a long time. If they marched an army into Alberta, let's just say it would snap how many people out of it? Like immediately it'd be so yeah. like shocking. Oh they yeah. Would, they it would, would, they'd be like that. It'd be the worst thing instant, they could do. Instantaneously. So by continue to try to play this game. You know, their thought is nobody's catching on. Meanwhile, the ship is, you know, I just, you know, I think of the meme with the dog in the house. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, the entire yeah. thing's on fire. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. where that to me is where a lot of uh, the corporate media is at. That's, that's yeah. pretty much where it's at. Yeah. Everything's burning. It's, it's good. It's they're, good. In de- they're in complete denial. I watched Brian Stelter's departure from CNN with, I mean, Yes. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. He was talking about how we have to tell the truth and make sure that people don't. It was like, it was the most, Un, you know, the lack of self-awareness was painful to watch. It was, it was insane. I'm like, does he really believe that? And I, and I think he does. I think they really do. They're so wrapped up in the ideas of themselves that they think that, uh, you know, winning is the priority. Like, it's not about telling the truth or, or, you know, doing what's right. It's about winning and, and power and whatever that takes. Uh, that's fine. You can, the rest of it's really secondary to that. 
Um, so like, we're not the same, you know, <laughs> like we're not the, these kinds of people are, you know, I don't know how this happened. Well, probably slowly a little bit over time, over decades and stuff. It didn't just, you know, we didn't go from like a generally respectable, you could, you could generally, you know, pretty much trust whatever was being said to be pretty, pretty close as accurate as, you know, you could expect it to be. Um, but now it, it, it didn't go from that to this overnight. It happened over, you know, many, many steps of people not, uh, not stopping and checking for ID. If, I, if you know what I mean, like we just fell asleep at the wheel and they just ran away with it, ran away with the shopping cart. And now um, it's going to have to, it has to be like this, right? That's, that's why there's not, um, you know, I get criticism for that too. And it's like, oh, he's always swearing so much. And he's always, like the days of respectful discourse are over. You've treated us like idiots. You've stepped all over everything I care about. And I believe in you've uh, uh, tarnished the legacy of our soldiers. You've, you've, uh, I mean, what haven't you done? Like it's, it's, you're lucky. That's, that's all it is. Like, this is just me talking like you think, and if you can't handle this, you can't handle an angry guy uh, expressing himself as discontent for the things, the very real horrible things that you've done. You can't handle that. You need to, you need to get out of the way and sit down because this is, this is literally minimum use of force. This is the, this is step one, you know, and they, they're already, you know, basically begging for submission. And that's, this is where the war is now. Uh, They can't, they can't do it physically. Because, you know, for reasons we said, there's just too many, it's, it's impossible. You can't physically force all these people to live a way they don't want to. So they have to, they have to win, get them in here. They have to win the minds of everybody and convince them that, you know, this horrible stuff they want to do is for their own good. It's for their own safety. It's for whatever. And if they lose that, it's over. Like they, there's nowhere to go. Once they lose people, it's, it's, they're tough. What are they going to well, do? Well, you said on your last show, I think this is your last show, the mind virus. And I mm. jotted that down. I'm like, well, that's yeah. good. Because what it you is. what you do and what a lot of people are doing, you know, um, it, whether it's on this side or 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 pick your pick your poison, doesn't matter which way you go, whoever you listen to, they start exposing you to different ideas. Yeah. It's hard to, well, you can't, you can't unsee that. Yep, like you just can't. Yeah. That's, so there's that's, there's no. That's what Ottawa did for for not only yeah. the people that were there. I just yeah. I, I I go. Everybody knew somebody who went to Ottawa. And then watch to see. I only watched one CBC thing. It fucked with my head so bad. I was just like, "This is yeah, this is wild." Yeah, and it wasn't a little off. It was. It was like way, way off. off. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. even close. Deliberately, anyway. it, it's impossible to imagine they did it innocent. Like they, and when you, that's why I point to people specific examples of how I know they're lying like that. Like, oh, the protesters attacked the cops, and they it was like, you have footage of them brutalizing people, and you chose not to show it on purpose. And you know that these group chat messages of the cops admitting it, laughing about it, celebrating it, you know, and hoping they get to do it again. You have it too. Well, now I they have. It, I sent it to them. Now you have the. Now you have all the. You know the the court documents talking about. You know yeah. how how did the emergencies act get put in and all mm. that and you have you have co- police commissioners stepping down and you have like you could just see it like it, yeah. you don't even have to read it all you it just smells you're like this. Yeah smells you can bad. feel this it looks you bad. can feel it really turning and everybody's kind of worried about uh i'm i'm like ma- manifesting reality is a, is a real thing and i don't know it's difficult to describe but i've just kind of been like i refuse to accept that this is how it's going to be and i'm just like i'm just going to fight you like a demon right to the end and uh try to inspire more people to do the same and believe that you know we, we, we can win and we are going to win and we will win. Like that is, that is the outcome. And if enough people buy into that and believe it and act accordingly and then start behaving in that manner and inspire, and then it just runs away with itself. And now you're seeing, uh, you know, now, now we're here. So they try and pull this stuff. It was like, Oh, they're going to lock us down in the fall. And they're going to like, let them try that. I don't think they're going to like what happens. They try, they're going to, you're going to have riots. 
You try this stuff. Everybody's everybody's hip to this now. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to have another. Is there going to be a new variant? Like all this stuff has gone away in the last six months. It was kind of like clockwork. There was running, rolling out this plan they were doing. And then the trucker convoy happened threw a, a, a wrench in the wheels of the whole machine ground to a halt. Now they're dealing with this and they, and uh, told everybody there's terrorists everywhere. The Dagalon militias taken over. Where are the arrests? Where's the raids? Where are the, where are the terrorists? Where, where is any, it doesn't exist. They stopped talking about it. And uh, every other, every other reason that was cited by the public safety uh, minister's office for the emergency act was uh, the rape uh, threats, the arsons, the, the guns in the, in the trucks, all of it was fake. Every single thing was proven to be inaccurate or completely untrue, except for one, which was me and the Dagalon thing. So I'm like, I, and the public inquiry is uh, next month. It's in three weeks. And I may be testifying at that. And I can't wait. I would love to. They asked me if I wanted. I'm like, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, my lawyer is like, well, aren't you worried about, uh, I was like, I didn't do anything. I didn't We're, give anyone what, money. I didn't take any money. I didn't organize anything. I wasn't in contact with anyone. I literally, uh, you know, camped out at a spot with my buddies, went into the town, talked to people, took video, hung out, networked, you know, uh, go to some parties and stuff here and there at nighttime, go home. And we did that for three weeks. Like there was nothing criminal, like there's nothing to find. And, and, then, and some cops would call on me when they're investigating and like, you know, uh, like, so if we go through your phone, we're not going to find the messages between you and, you know, Pat King. And I'm like, I don't even know the guy, you know, no, you won't go ahead, go right ahead. Like, I'm fully aware they're monitoring everything I'm doing. I mean, CSIS is basically, you know, the, this is supposed to be the CIA of Canada. Like they have all kinds of crazy tools and things you can like, they're, they're they can watch anything they want. Um, again, still not in jail, still not, you know, nothing's, uh, <laughs> They're gonna ha- there's going to have to be a time where it's put up or shut up time. And there's going to be a judge in a courtroom is like, okay, show us, show us the evidence. And what are they going to do? I, I think it's, a, I think they're in full blown panic right now, um, which is scary because that, you know, desperate people do crazy things. So I don't know um, what's going to happen, but again, like you're seeing, you're seeing doctors step down. A lot of them have disappeared. A lot of these people, a lot of these figureheads and personalities we've grown accustomed to in the last two years that are always on TV. Where'd they go? Where are they now? Oh, they've fled the country and stepped down and they're not even living here anymore. That's interesting. The police chief, uh, somebody mentioned the other day, slowly who took over and then quit after a week because probably they were like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Um, the only answer I can imagine is he looked at that plan and said, absolutely not. I'm not going to be the guy that held was holding the keys when this went down. You Nope. So good on him and, and you know, good for him and any of those other cops that push back against that because it was the right call because he had smart. He was smart enough to know that like in two years from now, because it doesn't happen overnight in a year or two, when these inquiries come out and these commissions come out and these investigations into what went on, I'm going to be guilty of something. I'm not, I'm not, nope, I'm not doing it. Um, so that's, that's where we're at now. They got what they wanted immediately, but I, I kind of compared it to like the government was had a stomach ache. So it shot itself in the belly. <laughs> like, so, now, how do you feel now? Like now you're going to bleed out. You know, you might make it, you might crawl to the wood line, but you're just going to die in the woods. Like, what have you done? Um, you might've solved, you know, well, take that. Like, okay. But now you have a much bigger problem and you have no means of solving it because you reacted emotionally because it appears as much as I wouldn't want to believe this, but again, they're chasing my meme country around the world. So who knows who's even <laughs> mature or in charge has a brain anymore. <laughs> it appears that they just reacted emotionally and, and was like, I don't care. Just do it. And without any regard to the future consequences or how they were going to get away with this, it seems like, because I mean, where's the, it's been 
months of this now and it's just going nowhere. So I, I think they're just going to hide the Homer Simpson approach where it's like, I'm just going to hide under some coats and hope that somehow everything works out. Uh. Remember that episode? He was going to college <laughs> with the nerds and like, but Simpson, the exam's tomorrow. What are you going to do, Mr. Samson? He's like, during the exam, I'm going to hide under some coats and somehow hope that everything works out. Ah, uh, man, I appreciate you hopping on. I, uh, I, I truly do. I don't want to, I, I know you got things going on. I always end That's with, hard. uh, I always end with, uh, the crude master final question. Uh, Heath McDonald's sure. words. He said, if you're going to stand behind a cause that you think is right then stand behind it. Absolutely. What's mm-hmm. one thing Jeremy stands behind. Hmm. The truth, I guess, because that's that's what got us here. If because people weren't telling the truth and they, they didn't have the because it, it's not easy to do. It's not like a an easy thing to to face and accept. Like I had to kind of come to terms with this. Uh, things I thought about myself and my career and what I was doing and like the, the world I I, I uh, built in my head uh, was not correct. And some of these some of these realizations were difficult and painful to accept but they were true and i could see them you know i could taste them it was like that that is shit <laughs> you know so now i've got to i've got to deal with i've got a decision to make do i just ignore this and just kind of swallow it and pretend i didn't see or hear these things or do i you know act accordingly and uh if every if, if we if we were able to do that we'd be in a much better place like um like and that's why i have such a big problem with the media and in the government and so on like people can't make good decisions about their life they can't make well-informed you know um people are going to do what they're going to do but if they make decisions that end up tragically or horribly or things go sideways because they you know your intelligence that you got from from the media or from the state was wildly inaccurate um you know it's like telling a guy telling guys in a you know in a, in a combat deployment like oh yeah you can go this way the route's clear it's totally fine and you know it's a massive ambush <laughs> you know well that was a huge mistake had we known that it was heavily populated with enemy fo- forces we wouldn't have gone in there ah well you know and it wasn't just once or twice they've made this mistake you know repeatedly so the consequences for what they what they've done has has had um you know hugely negative effects so i think it's incredibly important to 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 be as to be honest and and try to to get to the to the root of what's going on um because else otherwise we're just we're just playing games because you can't it's like gravity or science you know it's the, you know the science is settled what about the science of the truth like there is no you know it depends on how you look at it no uh <laughs> it's on video you know what i mean or or we have it uh there's there's a, that horse stepped on that woman that happened that is true that is the, that is what happened we saw it on video from five different angles you can you can't say it didn't happen um and and that's where we get into the weeds with this with this crazy you know, partisan fighting and people having fake. I mean, it's just this Gilmore. Now this just happened in the time I've been on this, on this interview. Um, Someone on Twitter um, is calling me a neo-Nazi and my neo-Nazi wife shouldn't be allowed to, to food shop without feeling uncomfortable at no point. Should these people be allowed to exist as they do Uh, me? She names me is an unsafe man. His wife is an unsafe woman um and blah 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 takes a pretty frail man to attack a woman and her family and me and my and uh, my friends are nothing but a bunch of uh, frail neo-nazis with mental illnesses we should be committed and blah 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 and in response to rachel gilmore saying that someone who owns guns directed or directly threatened and harassed her family so because of the, the lies she's been telling about me and the constantly talking about me 
people now in the world think that that's that's who has threatened her family and and they're just going to take it upon themselves to act accordingly because she doesn't tell the truth do you see how your lies create more problems rachel do you see what happens when you just lie for your own convenience and you don't just you know say whoops i was wrong my bad you know uh you see what happens when you're a child and you know you, you choose yourself over others bad things happen um you know i had to learn that the hard way so yeah if there's anything that anything that's uh I could stand behind this beneficial is that because if we don't, if we don't know what's going on around us, we can't fix anything. You know, we're, we're walking around blind in the dark with a blindfold on and, you know, upside down and, you know, we're screwed. Well, and the other, the other lady that, uh, um, called out, uh, Rachel was Rupa and I can't say her last yeah. name. Uh, Supermania. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cause yeah, I know like, I've, I've spoken to her. She's cool. Yeah. Well, and, and following that story, you're like, <laughs> she, yeah. she literally breaks, that basically, um, the mandate for vaccines on planes, they didn't, you know, like there wasn't the health official going, yeah, we need this. Yeah, they wanted space, they wanted distance and mass. And I mean, they just, just wanted to punish people. Yeah. Straight up. Straight and, up. And proved it. And she was like, I can't believe this isn't a bigger story. And it's like, I'm like, now you see what I, you see what I'm saying, Rupa? You know, how is this Dangalon thing not a bigger story? The entire, the, the national security apparatus of Canada chased a meme around and imposed martial law over my imagination. That's an international embarrassment. That That's cause for the CIA and MI6 and other countries to go, we can't take the Canadians seriously. Like they're, they don't know what they're doing. Like that's a huge problem, right? And they're really mad at me. So, I mean, we could have worked this out at any, at, at the entire time. I was like, I'll talk to anybody anytime. CSIS wants to come to my house. They've never once tried to speak to me. Neither has anyone from the RCMP about this. No one. Not once, not an email, not a phone call, not a text message. They didn't even drive by my house and wave, nothing. They know exactly where I am. They know exactly how to get a hold of me, but they'd rather intimidate and harass my friends and family because they're not trying to find the truth. They're trying to find a way to put me in a cage and get my head on the wall as a trophy because that's what they're incentivized to do. So they're, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Hmm. Well, I appreciate you giving me some time, uh, Jeremy. It's, uh, wow. I follow along. <laughs> well, I mean, I, what can I say? Right. I'm just, I, I look at it like, I mean, Sean Newman is just Sean Newman, right? Like I'm just one guy. Until, uh, till you take the wrong picture with somebody, then you're, you know, well, sure. Till you, till you make the wrong jokes, then you're a terrorist or something, right? Well, who knows? Maybe by having, you know, this was the, the thing we talked about last time, you know, uh, you were mentioning last time on the show that, you know, now you're being listened to because you've had me, oh, on, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. funny. Uh, yeah, I had Chris Barber, uh, on and that got my entire YouTube channel removed, like instantly, wow. like the email wow. that came from that. And I was like, I literally had Chris Barber on before the convoy left and he's sitting on the roadside and all my listeners have heard this way too many times, but he's literally on the roadside talking about things. And I, I was like, huh, this seems hmm, okay. I'm like, where's all the money going? Was it? Cause in my brain, I was like, I don't know. And then he was like, well, isn't that the truth? But at the time he's like, actually, it's going to go to fuel and a couple other things and any extra is going to the veterans. And I was like, wow, you guys at least thought this out. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I think the government ended up seizing it. I don't know if anybody knows where any of that money went in the end because they didn't get it. You know, the, the GoFundMe was seized or delete. You know what I mean? I don't think it yeah, was yeah, yeah. refunds. And then they raised the other one, the Give, Send, Go. And then that like was even bigger than the original one shortly after it, after the government shut that down. So then they're like, well, we'll just steal your bank accounts. Like, I mean, and th- that's that's a big problem I have with, uh, with the left and, and with their, because it's, you know, what they perceive to be their guys doing it. I'm like, you're, you fools. Like, they're not on anyone's team. They're on their own team. And it's us today, 
something maybe will happen tomorrow or down the road that you don't disagree with, and then your bank account will be seized. Do you want that? Do you want to live in a country where the government can just take your bank accounts and you know, step on you with horses and bury evidence. Is this where you want to live? Like, I don't care. Well, they're doing it to the conservatives. So I don't, no, no, no. They shouldn't be doing it to anyone um, ever. And that, and, and we're allowing it. So that right there, your, your lack of ability to recognize how egregious an offense this is to their core beliefs of this democratic nation proves that you have absolutely nothing in this game at all, except yourself and your, your ego and me, me, me. Uh, you're not, you know, you're not an adult. <laughs> you're not a mature um you know, team player on team Canada, you're on, you're on team ideologue, you're on team, you know, global communism or whatever it is you want to call it. You're, you're more you're loyal to that than the people that live here. These are your neighbors and, you know, community think- members and family members. And, you know, and you're just sitting there watching this happen to them. And you're like, good. Cause the TV said they were Nazis. So the hell with them. How horrible. And the media did that. So, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I have no, uh, I'm never going to apologize for anything I've said about the media ever. <laughs> I, I think I, 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 I would say a lot has come in complacency complacency a lot of people just you know sleep at the wheel whatever you want to call it uh, you know and as time goes on and more people are affected um they start to pay attention and as you start to pay attention then you see it and yeah. i mean with you uh certainly crossing paths early on while well, just before leaving ottawa and then since uh, it's certainly been on the radar uh, and watching just how bizarre it continues to get. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know anymore. I don't know. I don't have the words to. It's y- it's y- like a car crash, but it's the car. It's the part of the car crash where it's like spinning through the air and bouncing on the road. Like it's going to get crazy. And before it finally comes to a rest in the side of a hill or something, you know, before this finally is finished, like it's, we're still smashing through the air and doors and windows are flying off and there's glass smashing everywhere. And, that's that's what we're going through right now. It seems like I meant to ask. Uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the last days you were in Ottawa, I think. I gotta re- retrace my my steps my thoughts on this. It was uh, bury me in in my boots episode. A yeah. lot of people were were concerned for you. Uh, whether you're, you know, where you were yeah. at when you go. If you rewind the clock to where you were at at that time, what was I don't know what so was that, going yeah, on. So that was the that was the title of the stream. I remember that, and uh, there was a song that my my friend had made, Greg Arcade uh, from from Winnipeg, had published the "Bury Bury Me with My Boots On," and the you know the message of the song and the in the message that I was trying to deliver that is like this is what we believe in, and this is what you know. There's no force on earth that is going to dissuade us from this um, because this is what we believe in. This is what's right, and that's what's wrong. And um, if you're like going to go all the way and say, well, we'll put you guys in jail if we got to start killing you guys, well then, well then, so be it. Because that that doesn't dissuade me. That reaffirms that we're who would do that? You know, who's using force on unarmed innocent civilians except, you know, evil people? Who would do such a thing? So and, and this is oh, you know what, you guys are right. I'm wrong. Never mind. You're not tyrannical maniacs. You're really just misunderstood. I'm the bad guy. Please trample my mother next. Then then we'll all understand. You know, maybe you can shoot another female journalist at point blank range with a tear gas grenade. I don't know. You know, maybe why not? Um, no, it, it's, it's like, you have to, like you say, if you're going to stand behind something, stand behind it. And, you know, it's, uh, I, for a long time suspected who these people were and then was very, very confident. And then Ottawa was like, you know, uh, you know, might as well branded it on a tombstone or something like that is who, this is who they are, you know? So if you're going to oppose anybody, it's, it's people that do things like that. And there's, there's nothing they can do. That's going to, 
Uh, like I'm not, I'm not going to give up. Like this isn't going to stop until I'm dead. If it's tomorrow or if it's in 50 years, you know, hopefully God willing, I'm an old man somewhere sitting on a, whatever's left after the government's taken everything from me on a, on a milk crate under a bridge, I'll still be, you know, laughing and making fun of them until they, that's, there's no way to, there's no way out. Like I'm, I'm doing this to the end and a lot of us are. And it's like, if you want to, you want to prove us right and, and go all the way and, and act crazy, then that's on you. I, you know, we aren't the ones, uh, we aren't the ones hitting people with guns and, and trampling them with horses and, closing bank accounts and intimidating people. And that's you, that's you guys doing that. Hmm. So if you're going to fight something, you know, this, it, if you're going to fight it, fight, go all the way. Cause it's not like uh you can't just quit and go home. It's not a road. It's not a, a hockey game where you're like, ah, what's the big deal. If you lose, if we lose, you lose everything. Then we live like this. We live in a place where these people can just control your life and dictate. And, and not just you. I, I think of, you know, my, my children, my oldest son is only eight years old. You know, what, what, what kind of world is he going to be in in 10 years? He's, he's an adult in one decade. Look, where are we 10 years ago, 2012 to now? What's 2032 going to look like? Do I, and what am I going to say to him if it's horrifying, you know, and it's like, you're 18 now, you got to get all these booster shots and you got to go through government mandated screening testing to find out what kind of job they're going to force you to have, like in communist China, because that's, that's where we're at now here, have your cricket sandwich and, you know, all these crazy ideas they have for us. And, you know, why didn't you do it? I can't, I, I'm not going to be able to sit there and go, wow, I just kind of played video games the whole time. You know, I wasn't really paying attention. It's like, I don't know what else I could have. I did everything I could. You know what I mean? I'll at least give them that. I'll at least give, you know, my boys and my daughter that, that I didn't just sit here and let this happen without anybody saying anything about it. So if, you know, whatever it takes. Well, I appreciate you coming on and, and, and doing this and, uh, well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, it sheds some light on for some people if they've never heard of you or if they have heard of you or if they've seen your name on, you know, everywhere. Um, if they've heard of me statistically, it's likely negative. It's a very bad <laughs> for now. <laughs> Except, you know, it's funny when I put it out on uh, <clears throat> Instagram that you were coming back on, I had a whole bunch of messages saying I found Jeremy because of, oh, yeah. uh, because right of on. the first time he came on. So, yeah, um, awesome. I, I don't know. I, I trust my, my audience. My audience is, full of people yeah. i say this and i'll continue to say it that are smarter than me that do yeah. more research than me that yeah. uh, are on the ball they, they help me a ton like my my they, they i mean i need anything it's done i'm like anybody like you know they've got kind of like uh you know there's they've all their good little community boards and group chats and stuff and i'll just be like do you know where this is or and they'll, they'll send me things and like instantly i don't it's like it's cool it's, it's, it is very cool. And they, you know, find things for me and fix things for me and help me with it. It's, it's like a whole, you know, team of people that are helping me all the time. So, I mean, I wouldn't be here without them either. You know, it takes, it takes a village, you know, to do anything. And the only reason I've made it this far and gotten as much done as I have is because of their, their, you know, tireless support. Um, so, you know, I have to say thank you to them for that and not, you know, abandoning ship when things got weird you know some people you know it gets a little sketchy they take off no nope, they well most of them didn't most of them stuck by me and most of them supported me no matter what the news said no matter what these you know crazy stalkers and crazy you know people planting fake story like they were just like no you know i don't believe it I'm like thank you <laughs> you know what i mean that's i don't know what else to say like i don't know what else i can do so i can't quit you know like for these people alone like for them to give me that much trust and and um support i mean i owe them i owe them a lot well i appreciate once again you hopping on and, and doing this and uh, I'm sure uh, at some point here um, we'll have you back on. Uh, you know, it's it's long overdue at this point, uh, but sure. uh, but I appreciate you coming back on. Of course, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me.